Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for February the 9th in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. Wow, have we got a barn burner of a broadcast today. No guests. I'm by myself. Hard-hitting talk. An incredible bunch of stories to discuss. Your call's welcome at 866 866- 986-6397. That's 866-986-NEWS. Toll-free call. I'll pay for the call. You do the talking. How's that? LibertyRoundTable.com, my website. LovingLiberty.net, our syndicated radio network and more. Spread the word. LovingLiberty.net. Incredible. Talk show hosts around the clock, but Loving Liberty Network is more than just radio, folks. Radio, video, events, Liberty Hall, bookstore, Online uh, availability of products distributed around the world and more. I'm telling you right now, lovingliberty.net. Spread the word. Tell your neighbor, would you please? All right, a recap of yesterday's show. We had our guest on Mr. Lowell Nelson, campaignforliberty.org, ronpaulinstitute.org. And we talked about investigations finds heavy metals in baby food, a tragic story that the mainstream press did talk about. But it was kind of a flash in the pan for them, right? Hey, they had said, oh, man, you know, there's a study, metals in baby food, hireable. But they didn't talk about what the real solutions are. Well, me and Lowell did. Yesterday's broadcast, lovingliberty.net, spread the word, listen to the archives. But we mainly talked about individuals can use goat's milk. They can use another mother's milk. Uh, They can create their own baby food. Uh, they can. There's a lot of ways to solve the problems and not get caught up in this. But the biggest point out about the whole, in my opinion, research study and story from Congress is that these manufacturers knew about it. They know about it, that they've got heavy metals in their food, and they don't care. Now, are they just doing that for filthy lucre, or is there an agenda to attack the health of the little ones? I don't know. Okay, I don't want to delve into conspiracy. I don't know. Either case is very sinister. Neither case makes you feel comfortable and trust these companies, do they? And most importantly, most of the companies, what was it, five out of seven wouldn't even cooperate in the study, or four out of seven wouldn't even cooperate with the, um, hey, let's figure out how bad it is and let's try to put together a plan to do something about it. Most of the companies wouldn't even participate at all. What does that tell you? Very, very concerning stuff, ladies and gentlemen. And if I bring this up, you know, if, if I were to tell you this, and Congress didn't do the study, then what they'd say is, see, Sam, you're involved in the conspiracy theory. Without evidence, you would claim. And and they would go on and on. It wouldn't matter if I was factually correct. See? And that's kind of the problem we face in America. Being factual, being accurate, nowadays doesn't matter. 
It's all the whim of the mainstream. But if Congress comes out with the research data, then by golly, it's true. See? Interesting how that works, huh? Nevertheless, I, I've always told people don't take, you know, don't use baby food. Uh, it's, it's problematic. And, 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 you know, even if you taste it, you can tell that, man, it's horrible stuff. You say, well, babies don't know any better. My response is, okay, good luck with that. Kind of like they used to believe babies didn't feel pain uh, before they were born. Yes, they did. And yes, they do. And, okay, come on. Treat your little one like you would want to be treated, huh? All right, we talked about making election theft permanent. Ron Paul with the article. A warning about a legislative piece in the hopper now before Congress called H.R. 1. A measure that would nationalize elections. And ladies and gentlemen, don't you feel good going, hey, nationalizing elections would be a wonderful thing. By golly, we could stop all the shenanigans across the country. And no, 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 no. You need to go the opposite direction, folks. Uh, the further government is from you, the bigger the government is, the less they will pay attention to the people. All right. The smaller the government, the more local or the government closest to the people will govern best. So we don't need to go up to a federal or national election lockdown. Reject H.R. 1, ladies and gentlemen. It's horrible. The best thing we can do is go down to our local precinct level. There's 175,000 precincts in America. And the best thing we can do is go to those local precincts and demand accountability and transparency. That is the best way. Anyway, good for Ron Paul pointing that out. Reject H.R. 1, would you please? Should a college application be required for a high school diploma? Huh? Should a high school diploma be required? Well, I, I should say this. Should you have to have a, um, a college application to get a high school diploma? Richard K. Vetter writes an article about this. The College for All crowd is in a panic, folks. They're worried big time. College enrollments have fallen for nine consecutive years in a row. The racket shrinking, folks, and becoming less relevant, and they don't like the loss of influence or the loss of revenue. So should a college application be required for a high school diploma? Absolutely not. But again, folks, by hook or by crook, they're going to do their very best to control you and your children. We better start standing up now while we've got the opportunity, I'll tell you that right now by the way do you have raw honey in your home if you don't get a hold of kurt crosby c-u-r-t at libertyroundtable.com and uh tell him you want to learn about the raw honey options i'm telling you phenomenal flavors available in a variety of you know sizes all the way from the little honey sticks all the way up to a big old bucket of honey Available now, raw honey, delivered directly to your door. To learn more, get a hold of Kurt, C-U-R-T, at libertyroundtable.com or localhoneyman.com on the web. Or you can smile and dial 801-669-2211. That's 801-669-2211. All right, masking America's greatest natural monuments, writes James Bavard. Great, great article. We also talked about predatory philanthropy. Human capital, finance, and a gamified world. It's a gamified worldview, if you will. Allison McDowell spoke in Utah. Uh, her website, wrenchinthegears.com. W-R-E-N-C-H, wrenchinthegears.com. Think of the social credit system in China. Then magnify that sucker by about 10 times. That's what we're talking about in this new plan 
this predatory philanthropy. Human capital, finance, a gaming or gamified world. All right. They're literally moving us down the primrose path of what they want you to believe is the ultimate, but it's really the ultimate tyranny. How do we battle the monster of tyranny, you ask? Well, Lowell Nelson brought up with prayer, scriptures, knowledge, preparation, love, and if you obey God, miracles. Amen to that reality. Check good for Lowell. That was hour one of Liberty Roundtable Live. Brought to you by lovingliberty.net. Spread the word. Tell your neighbor. Check out the website. Become a member today. All right. That was hour one with uh, Lowell Nelson. Hour two, we had on Dr. Scott Bradley. Always doing a phenomenal job. His website, freedomsrisingsun.com. Check it out because it's an updated, new and improved website. He's got well over a 1,000 videos up there now. Webinars on the Constitution. Q&As. Answers to your most pertinent questions. Education like you wouldn't believe. And that all points you to his collegiate series to preserve the nation. Wow, how do you preserve America, folks? Well, the Collegiate Series from Dr. Scott Bradley certainly will give you an indication, to say the least. I'm telling you, it's collegiate education at its best. All right, the website, freedomsrisingsun.com, spread the word. Anyway, second hour yesterday, we had Dr. Scott Bradley on. He joins us every Monday and Friday, second hour. Lowell Nelson, every Monday and Friday, first hour. We talked about Lou Dobbs tonight, canceled by Fox News. The cancellation comes after Fox News. Lou Dobbs, Maria Bartolomo, or however you say her name, and um, Janine Perot were all sued for $2.7 billion by Smartmatic USA. Smartmatic says, how dare you guys say that we were involved in election fraud? It isn't true, and we're suing you. Fox melting down. I believe right now is when people should be standing up. They should be teaming up with Dennis Prager and many others, suing Facebook and Twitter and the new media. They ought to merge the vote fraud companies into the mix as well and say, hey, you've been partnering with the media to commit vote fraud. The only person that I know standing up so far left, even Sidney Powell seems to be going away from what I've heard. I haven't heard a word about her. I'd have to look on her website to see what she's even doing. I pray for Sidney Powell. I think she's right. I'm not trying to attack her. I'm just saying the only person now that I know standing up is What's that guy's name? CEO Mike Lindell? Isn't that guy the, uh, you know, guy standing up and fighting? Right? There's a war between Mike Lindell and Dominion Voting Systems. That war is heating up, folks. Dominion spokesman uh, attacking Mike Lindell, saying he's begging to be sued. Mike saying, I got the absolute proof as he releases a two-hour documentary documenting vote fraud. So the debate rages on, but uh, I appreciate Mike Lindell standing up. All right, when we get back, we'll talk about the TSA recommending fines for not wearing masks, according to, what, King Biden's executive orders? We'll talk about it. Liberty Roundtable Live, I am Sam Bushman. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, 
breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Well, my mom smokes and my dad smokes, and I saw them smoking, so I tried it. They're telling me not to smoke, but they smoke themselves. When it comes to smoking, are you sending mixed signals? But when you teach someone a certain way to do things, and you go back on that certain way, it sends mixed signals to the person that they're trying to teach. The parents need to be the example. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I really don't want to talk about this, but I will. I'm just so mad. I didn't get asked to the junior prom, and it's raining, which means by the time I get to school, I'm soaking wet. Dad picked me up just after I left, and I was so mad I got out, and he said, wait, your mom said to give you this. I forgot my lunch money, and then I dropped it in the water, and I was late for history, and so at lunchtime, I had to find something on John Stuart Mill, which, of course, our library didn't have, so I had to walk all the way down to the office to call my mom, and she found something on the Internet and called me back. And Karen, she wouldn't even help me, and that's a whole other story. But Dad helped me conjugate nouns or whatever on the way to the swim team workout and then he read my history paper while I was in the pool and of course I forgot the bibliography so I had to do that with my mother when I got home and it made me totally forget that I put my jeans in the washer that morning and I hate it when they sit wet like that all day and smell like mildew but my mom said she put them in the dryer while I was at the swim team and you know I'm just not gonna go to the prom no matter who asks me I just want to stay home with my mom and dad family and just hang out isn't it about time unless Dustin asks me from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints Hard-hitting talk radio news that I refuse to use, always at your fingertips. I am Sam Bushman, LibertyRoundTable.com, LovingLiberty.net. Spread the word and tell your neighbors. Everybody's talking. Thanks for listening. Tell you what, folks, the TSA is out of control, and so is King Joe. Yeah, I guess the TSA wants to push for mask violations if you don't wear a mask on government transportation of all types. They want to range the fines from $250 to $1,500. And then they want to uh, even have a higher amount outside that range for, quote, repeat offenders. What a tragedy, to say the least, ladies and gentlemen. Again, this is all based on Joe Biden's um, executive order. Is if he has the authority to make law in America? Does he, ladies and gentlemen? Do you believe that? Go read your supreme law, your constitution, and then you tell me if you believe it's uh, justifiable. I think Joe Biden's a criminal, and he should be arrested. You say, well, Sam, Donald Trump made executive order. Yeah, he was criminalistic as well. Okay, you don't have authority to make law from the Oval Office, ladies and gentlemen. You just don't. And when you make law, and then you have the, quote, unconstitutional government agencies um, codifying the law, determining the penalties thereof, or whatever you want to say, putting to play in place the regulations, You've ran off the rails and completely circumvented Congress. Why your members of Congress aren't standing up is a whole other debate. We ought to push to remove them from office for not demanding accountability and the separation of powers. That is their duty, by the way. Let me say that one more time. That is their duty, okay? All right, Time Magazine. Time claims a secret cabal manipulated the 2020 elections to stop Donald Trump. And people are having questions about this. You say, what, Sam? Is that true? Yeah. The secret history of the shadow campaign. 
that saved the 2020 election is what they're saying. The secret history of the shadow campaign that that saved the 2020 elections. Molly Ball, time.com is the article. And you say, wait a minute, Sam, why would they admit to that? I mean, they're the ones saying that there's no fraud. No, no, no. No, no, no. They're admitting there's fraud. They're admitting they pulled out all the stops. They're admitting they went to belligerent, unconstitutional levels. But their main point is that, you know what, we're setting the historical record. The victors write the history, if you will. Sadly, history is written by the victors, those who have hanged heroes, right? So what you've got is a situation where they're admitting it, and they're painting history to say, yeah, we did it, but we had to. I mean, do you realize that Donald Trump would have literally ruined this country and killed everybody, and patriots had to go to expedient extremes to save everybody from Donald and, 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 and the Nazi insurrectionists that follow Donald? See, white supremacists were about to destroy everybody, and like Lincoln, we saved everybody. You know, in Lincoln's day, it was the stoppage of slavery. In our day, it's the stoppage of white anger, tyranny, see? So they admit to it, but they admit they had to. They're setting the record because they know, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen, they know the truth is going to come out that they did it. So what they're trying to do now is get ahead of it and say, yeah, of course we did it, but we had to. I mean, we're, it was ambivalence on our part, really. It wasn't seeking for power or anything like that. It was it was the, that we're phenomenal patriots. And I'm sorry we had to do that, but Donald was, I mean, out of control. His, um, you know, grip on power was just crazy town. And as a result, we, as the patriots, you know, the American people had to do it. And then they'll even go as far as to say we had to save democracy. Never mind the reality check that we don't have a democracy, right? We have a constitutional republic, ladies and gentlemen. If you can keep it, said the founders. See? All right. Anyway, I digress, except for that's the recap of yesterday's broadcast. Available at libertyroundtable.com and lovingliberty.net. Spread the word. Donate liberally, would you please? Take in your calls if you choose to chime in. 866-986-NEWS. That's 866-986-6397. Would love to hear from you. All right, now, news starts now. Uh, And there's so much news to cover, I don't even almost know where to start on this thing. Uh, But here's the deal. Remember how I talk about the revolving door between government and media all the time? And a lot of people believe Donald Trump was an outsider and, you know, he wasn't part of the you know, swamp or whatever. And to some degree that may be true, but for the most part, Donald's spent his time in the rich circles of government his whole life. He hasn't been elected in office, but he's really rubbed shoulders with the rich and famous and in the revolving door his whole life. Well, I told you that more and more and more people are kind of circulating back and forth between the media and the government. So when Donald Trump attacks the media, he's right on the point. But he's wrong in the sense that everyone he uh, associates with seems to vacillate back and forth between the media and his administration. And the latest one that I told you about last week was uh, Miss McEnany. Right? What is it? Kaylee or whatever McEnany. She, um, you know, started out at CNN and then went to Fox and then went to the government. 
was the press secretary or whatever for President Trump. Now she's back at Fox. So she just revolved into government, right out of government, into government, you know, and she's not too good for CNN. Uh, So, you know, we trash CNN, we trash Fox, but yet, hey, that's where Donald Trump gets his people from. And when Donald Trump leaves, they go right back into the media swamp that they left to support the president, right? So that's the problem with poor Donald Trump is he he gets snookered. And even though he, he has a good instinct for what's going on to a great degree, he's naive about how deep the swamp really is, even to this day, four years later. Uh, he doesn't quite get it. You want to get evidence? Here's the next proof. Fox News announced that they're adding Larry Kudlow, Trump's former top economic advisor, to their lineup. So now Larry Kudlow leaves the Trump administration as, listen, the top economic advisor under Donald now rolls right into Fox. So again, another example of the the you know regurgitated revolving door swamp media connection, and uh, you say Sam, well Fox is the one of the better guys in the media, and Fox is no Fox turned on Trump right at the start, right at the start when they had the chance, they literally said there's no fraud here, you're wrong, and they literally attacked Trump. A few people stood up, but for the most part, they literally pulled out the Trump card against the Donald. There you have it. Sad to say, but the revolving door of the media continues, right? And there's the documentation, just so y'all are aware. Now, here's the interesting thing. They're starting the impeachment trial of President Trump today, right? Okay. They are starting the impeachment trial of President Trump today in the Senate. But I understand that the U.S. House provided no evidence, no witnesses, And now that Donald Trump's out of office, no constitutional authority whatsoever for the Senate trial. That's what we're facing right now. So while the uh, folks in the media lie to you and deceive you, and the revolving door between government and the media continues unabated, the U.S. House provided no evidence when they impeached President Donald Trump for the second time. Really no evidence for the first time either, I might add. But now that Trump's out of office, the Senate moving forward with impeachment, even though it's as unconstitutional as you could possibly imagine. But here's some interesting things that you ought to know as the impeachment begins at 1 o'clock today, Eastern Time. They say it's going to be a quick impeachment. And I can get to the details of what the impeachment, what we can expect, and etc. I'll get to that here in a minute. But uh, I guess it turns out that Facebook was most used to organize the January 6th, what they call Capitol Riot, an analysis of the Justice Department charging documents shows. So I got a question. I got a serious question. If Facebook was the social media group used the most to create this, quote, Capitol Riot, how come Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook aren't being tried for treason? tried for insurrection why is president trump who said peacefully go to the capitol let your congressmen and senators know how you feel that we want to look into the vote fraud uh concerns here and we want to have a, a, an independent audit let's set up a team and look at it um go peacefully to the capitol and let your views be known that's quote insurrection they claim without evidence but yet now the department of justice says facebook 
was most used to organize the Capitol riot and analysis of the DOJ shows now. So why isn't Facebook and the leaders of Facebook, why aren't they involved? Well, you can't have it both ways. If they're required to shut down hate speech and everything else, then they should be accountable when it goes awry. If they're just a platform and not required to shut it down, then maybe they get off the hook. But you can't have it both ways. You can't shut down folks like me and Dennis Prager and everybody else and then go, well, it went awry and Facebook was at the core of it, but we're going to leave them alone and prosecute the former president, who's a not even the president right now. He's a citizen, right? Can the Senate try citizens, ladies and gentlemen? Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pry. Lawyers for former President Trump criticized the impeachment case against him as political theater. In a 78-page brief filed Monday, Trump's lawyer David Schoen and Bruce Castor argue that the case is unconstitutional because Trump is no longer in office and therefore it must be dismissed. Democrat Representative Katie Porter of California. So one of the arguments that President Trump made is that you know he can't be subject to criminal prosecution. But that makes it all the more important that we use the tools the Constitution has provided. The Senate trial begins Tuesday. Authorities in Pinellas County, Florida, and the FBI are looking for an unknown individual that attempted to hack the city of Oldsmar water treatment plant system. Officials said that an individual hacked a computer for the water treatment facility and increased the amount of lye and sodium hydroxide by more than 100 times the normal amount. Someone at the plant noticed the change and immediately fixed it. Thank you for listening. It's well appreciated. We are USA Radio News. Can you really believe the news? So much spin. Americans just don't trust big media. And if you're really tired of the old news, check out Newsmax TV, the fastest-growing network in America. It's on all major cable systems. Each night, watch Newsmax TV and see big shows with Sean Spicer, Greg Kelly, Lindsey Keith, Stinchfield, and Rob Schmidt. They're exposing Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi's surprising agenda. So tune into Newsmax anytime. If your cable doesn't carry it, call them and tell them you can go to another service that does. Or you can download the Newsmax app on your smartphone. It's free, and you can watch it anywhere in the world. Newsmax is also free on TVs like Samsung, LG, and Vizio. And millions of people watch Newsmax on Roku, YouTube, Pluto, Zumo, Apple TV, and more. There's a reason 30 million Americans watch Newsmax TV all the time. Check it out today. Newsmax is real news for real people. Twitter wants to start charging users for their service. USA Radio News' Tim Berg explains. Twitter is considering subscription fees for some of its products to reduce the company's dependence on advertising revenues. Some ideas include the ability for users to pay the people they follow for exclusive content or charging for advanced services like TweetDeck, the undo send feature, and other profile customization options. Experts believe the company would benefit from a more steady revenue stream as its United States market has started to flatten while it still claims less than 1% of the digital ad market globally. Company leaders may fill in investors on their ideas when it reports fourth quarter numbers on Tuesday. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. Twitter was founded in March of 2006. Anthony Sowell, a.k.a. the Cleveland Strangler, on death row for killing 11 women, died of natural causes in a prison hospital on Monday. He was sentenced in 2011. USA Radio News.
promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. So they're going to try to impeach Donald Trump today, which I don't really understand that at all, ladies and gentlemen. Facebook was used, they say, more than any other social media service to organize the riots that took place, they claim, in the Capitol. I don't even think they amount to riots. I think a couple of whacked-out people went in and did a lot of damage, and they blame it on the masses. Nevertheless, Facebook was used the most. Why isn't Facebook on trial? All right, Facebook claims that, you know, either they're just a, a service, a platform, and they're not responsible for the content, and or if they lock everybody down and kick everybody out, they are responsible for the content. But either way, you can't have it both ways. You can't say Trump's words caused it, but Facebook organized it. Trump's in trouble, but Facebook is not. I don't know if the lawyers will focus on this, but they certainly ought to today. It kicks off at 1 o'clock. All right. <clears throat> now, the most important elements of the impeachment need to be discussed a little bit. How will the trial unfold, you may ask? Senate Democrats and Republicans, so in other words, swamp monsters, joined by the, quote, House impeachment managers, and Trump's legal team reached what they call a bipartisan, bipartisan agreement on Monday that would pave the way for an especially quick and efficient proceeding that could be over by next week. Now, I don't mean to be rude, but if we're going to have an impeachment, why would we hammer something out between the Republicans and the Democrats and Trump's lawyers before we even start? Let me ask you, in real trials, is that the way it works? <clears throat> Everybody gets together and works out and says, hey, here's how the political theater is going to go down, and here's what we're going to do, and it's going to be over next week, and you know, we haven't even presented evidence yet. We haven't even called witnesses, and we're going to already tell you how long it's going to be, and we're going to break down what? They say the rules. <laughs> this is very interesting. The rules allow... Each side, which I don't know who's on whose side who, right? Right? Like, is Mitt Romney on Trump's side or what? Who's on Trump's side who? Anyway, they say each side are allowed up to 16 hours to make up their case. The Senate is poised to approve the rules and formally begin the trial at 1 p.m. today. They say up to four hours will be debated We'll be debating the constitutionality of the impeachment in the first place. For a man who is just an average citizen, he's no longer in office. See, the real reason for impeachment, ladies and gentlemen, is if somebody's out of control to stop them from being in office. Well, Trump's already gone. He's an average citizen. Can the Senate try citizens? I think not. If a simple majority of the senators deem it necessary to move forward, and they say, as expected... Which is interesting. They almost have this thing completely done. Everybody agrees. It's as expected. It's going to be over next week. 16 hours each side to go ahead and debate the thing or present their case. Four hours to determine if it's even legitimate. Well, wait a minute. Ron Paul already had a vote. And they decided to move forward with the impeachment. But most of the Republican senators said, "Uh uh-uh. Ensuring it's dead on arrival. But nevertheless, they want to spend four hours to determine if you can even impeach a what do you say, non-sitting president? Is that the words that you would use? Because he's not a sitting president, right? But if a simple majority of senators agree to move forward, as expected, the main part of the trial begins at 1 o'clock today, they say. 
Starting Wednesday, that's tomorrow, right? The prosecution and the defense will each have 16 hours each to present their cases to the senators. Is that really true, though, folks? Do you believe that the defense of Donald Trump will really get 16 hours? And what will that 16 hours be used for? In my opinion, what a perfect time if the prosecution really has the guts for them to literally show all the evidence of Trump supporters that have been extreme to the nth degree. But then for the defense to show how extreme the Democrats have been. All right? Now, understand the Senate serving as the jury on this thing, right? They say the oral, oral arguments will continue to, through at least Friday, but could extend into next week. Tradition dictates that senators are then allowed at least one day to ask questions. Now, tradition dictates? So we're going to make up rules, we're going to go by tradition, and we're going to go by all these things. That, where's the law? They say this time senators may give House managers the option to force a debate. What? I don't get it. To force a debate and vote on calling witnesses. Why would you give House managers the option to do anything? But it's unclear if they will choose to do so. I agree. Should be. They say the trial is expected to conclude with closing arguments, and a final vote on whether to convict Trump or not. Now you ask, what are the arguments on both sides? That's really a good question, isn't it? In a fast-paced case, they say, House managers will argue before the Senate that Mr. Trump is guilty of inciting a deadly mob of his supporters to storm the Capitol on January the 6th. All right. The prosecution plans to show videos captured by the mob themselves. And uh, they plan to document these videos, folks who claimed they acted at the Trump at Donald Trump's behest. In other words, they're acting because Donald told them to. Their goal is to try to kindle rekindle the outrage around the assault which sent lawmakers into hiding. So the idea is they're going to put these elements together in fine fashion. They're going to say, look, see all these crazy crazy videos of just people mobbing and rioting and pillaging and plundering. And, man, the Congress is in hiding and this is horrible. And Right? And they're going to say, we're peacefully meeting to certify President Biden's victory. House managers are aiming for a conviction and to bar Mr. Trump from holding office ever in the future. We think that every American should be aware of what happened. Representative Jamie Raskin, Democrat of Maryland, says, "Uh uh-huh, that Jamie is the lead prosecutor. But let's talk about what really happened. They say the reason he was impeached by the House and the reason... He should be convicted and disqualified from ever holding office again is to make sure that an attack on our democracy like this never happens again. 
Well, I hate to tell the prosecutor we don't have a democracy, my friend. I guess in a 78-page briefing on Monday, Mr. Trump's lawyers argued the other side of the case, that the impeachment proceedings were unconstitutional because Congress has no basis for judging somebody who's an average citizen like the president, current, the former president currently is. No former president has ever been impeached. They say, but the trial is not without precedent. The Senate tried a war secretary in the 1870s after he left office. But on Friday, they say more than 140 constitutional attorneys say that Trump's lawyers are up in the night when they say that you can't try Trump. However, there's a lot of attorneys that say that you, they say, okay, the Trump lawyers say you can't try Trump. Many lawyers say that. But now they've found a bunch of lawyers that say, oh, Trump's crazy. Of course you can try him for these crimes. Right? That's what's going on here. Now, they say this could still give Republican senators political cover to reject the charges on a technical issue without being forced to focus on Trump's behavior. Is Mr. Trump likely to be convicted? The answer is clearly no. Few expect that enough senators will change their minds from the vote that Ron or Rand Paul forced before. All right. When the Senate voted to quit Trump last year, there was a lot of senators voted against it. They're going to do the same again. Mitt Romney was the only Republican back then to do it. Now there's a few others, but not even close to enough. Several other Republicans, including Ben Sass of Nebraska, Patrick Toomey of Pennsylvania and Susan Collins of Maine, um, they're concerned about Trump's inciting of violence. But less than two weeks ago, 45 Republicans voted to dismiss the entire impeachment proceedings as unconstitutional, strongly indicating that the threshold needed of 67 votes or two-thirds of the chamber needed to convict will probably be out of reach. Right? That's the deal. But ladies and gentlemen, if we're going to talk about this impeachment, I'm disappointed in Trump's lawyers. And I'll explain why in a mere second. All right? Shame on Trump's lawyers. All right? Let's talk about it. I am Sam Bushman. This is the one and only Think Tank Liberty Roundtable Live. I reinstated a policy first put in place by President Ronald Reagan, the Mexico City policy. I strongly supported the House of Representatives' pain-capable bill, which would end painful late-term abortions nationwide. And I call upon the Senate to pass this important law and send it to my desk for signing. We are protecting the sanctity of life and the family as the foundation of our society. And most importantly of all, it is the gift of life itself. That is why we march. That is why we pray. And that is why we declare that America's future will be filled with goodness, peace, joy, dignity, and life for every child of God. 
As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. There's so much to cover, so little time to get it done. So, Senator Rand Paul accused Democrats of having a double standard when it comes to speech and or inciting or condoning violence. Paul was discussing the impending Senate impeachment trial of former President Donald Trump with Fox News anchor Chris Wallace on Fox News. This was like last Sunday or whatever. Wallace asked the Kentucky senator if the president bears any responsibility for the January 6th riot at the Capitol. Okay. While Paul called any attempts to overturn the November elections misguided, He pointed to inflammatory double standard examples. Like when Chuck Schumer said, these Supreme Court justices are going to pay dearly. Now, I disagree with Ron Rand Paul when we say, um, you know, any attempts to overturn the election. I agree if we're saying any attempts to overturn the election. But that's where Rand Paul, in my opinion, falls into the narrative of the mainstream press. We're not falling into these pit you know, of overturning the election. Okay, overturning makes you believe that the election's already solidified and you don't like the results, so you're going to do something wrong to reject what's right and moral and good and established, and that's where the lie comes in. So, sadly, Rand Paul falls for that lie, gets trapped by Chris Wallace into the lie. Uh, Sad tale to tell. What he should have said was, wait a minute, look, they're not overturning anything. The election is not settled because fraud was committed. Now, if fraud's committed, well, you have no proof of fraud yet. You know what? We haven't even been able to get to court. They've dismissed it all on standing and other issues, never judging the merits of the case, okay? So don't tell me that it's been established. That's where you're lying and you're dishonest, okay? We're not overturning an election. We're merely standing up for the fact that fraud was committed, and this president is a sitting president based on fraud. If that's true, we're not overturning anything. But nevertheless, I digress. Rand Paul did accuse Democrats of having a double standard when it comes to free speech and inciting of violence. 
And I agree with that. Okay? Rand's right on that point, even if he's wrong on the other point. But Senator Rand Paul says this impeachment is the antithesis of unity. And I think Rand's right on this, big time. Um, he speaks out boldly about this, and I think to his credit does so. Here's Senator Rand Paul. This impeachment is nothing more than a partisan exercise designed to further divide the country. Democrats claim to want to unify the country, but impeaching a former president, a private citizen, is the antithesis of unity. Democrats brazenly appointing a pro-impeachment Democrat to preside over the trial is not fair or impartial and hardly encourages any kind of unity in our country. No, unity is the opposite of this travesty we are about to witness. If we are about to try to impeach a president, where is the Chief Justice? If the accused is no longer president, where is the constitutional power to impeach him? Private citizens don't get impeached. Impeachment is for removal from office. And the accused here has already left office. Hyperpartisan Democrats are about to... And I might add, before Rand Paul continues, not only has Trump left office, but they claimed he wouldn't leave office peacefully. They lied and lied and lied. And then Trump did leave office very peacefully. In fact, he was so peaceful, he wasn't even at the inauguration of the next president. He peacefully stepped aside and said, I don't want to add any fuel to the fire. Let me just kind of step back and let it happen. But no credit given. To drag our great country down into the gutter of rancor and vitriol, the likes of which has never been seen in our nation's history. Instead of doing the nation's work with their new majorities in the House, the Senate, and the executive branch, Democrats are wasting the nation's time on a partisan vendetta against a man no longer in office. It's almost as if they have no ability to exist except in opposition to Donald Trump. Without him as their boogeyman, they might have to legislate and to actually convince Americans that their policy prescriptions are the right ones. Democrats are about to do something no self-respecting senator has ever stooped to. Democrats are insisting the election is actually not over and so they insist on regurgitating the bitterness of the election. This acrimony they are about to unleash has never before been tried. Why? Because calmer heads have typically prevailed in our history and allowed public opinion to cast blame where blame is deserved. This sham of an impeachment will ostensibly ask whether the president incited the reprehensible behavior and violence of January 6th, when he said, I know everyone here will soon march to the Capitol to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. Let me rewind that, ladies and gentlemen. To the Capitol to I know everyone here will soon march to the Capitol to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. Peacefully and patriotically, hardly words of violence. But what of Democrat words? What of Democrat incitement to violence? No Democrat will honestly ask whether Bernie Sanders incited the shooter that nearly killed Steve Scalise and volunteer coach. 
The shooter nearly pulled off a massacre. I was there because he fervently believed the false and inflammatory rhetoric spewed by Bernie and other Democrats, such as the Republican health care plan for the uninsured is that you die. As this avowed Bernie supporter shot Steve Scalise, nearly killing him, and shot one of our coaches and two or three of our staff, he screamed, this is for health care. Ask me or anyone if that's incitement. No Democrat will ask whether Cory Booker incited violence when he called for his supporters to get, get up in their face of Congress people, a very visual and specific incitement. No Democrat will ask whether Maxine Waters incited violence when she literally told her supporters, and I quote, that if you see a member of the Trump administration at a restaurant, at an apartment store, at a gas station, or any place, you create a crowd and you push back on them. Is that not incitement? My wife and I were pushed and surrounded and screamed at by this same type of mob that Maxine likes to inspire. It's terrifying to have a swarm of people threatening to kill you, cursing at you and literally holding you hostage until police come to your rescue. That night we were assaulted by the crowd I wasn't sure if we'd survive even with the police protection. But no Democrat has ever considered impeaching Maxine for her violent rhetoric. In fact, Republicans, to our credit, have never once thought it legitimate to formally censor or impeach these Democrats. No Republican has sought to use the government to hold these Democrats responsible for Antifa and Black Lives Matter violence that has consumed our cities all summer resulting in over a billion dollars of destruction, looting, and property damage. Not one Republican said, oh, let's impeach the Democrats who are inciting this, because it would be ridiculous. Many on the Democrat side of the aisle cheered them on. Kamala Harris famously offered to pay the bill for those who were arrested. I wonder if she'll be brought up on charges of inciting violence for that now that she's vice president. Should Kamala Harris be impeached for offering to pay for violent people to get out of jail who've been burning our cities down? No, and no Republican has offered that because we're not going down the road that Democrats have decided, this low road of impeaching people for political speech. Should Republicans impeach the Democrat mayor of Seattle? who incited and condoned violence by calling the armed takeover of part of her city a summer of love. Any Republicans try to impeach her? On June 8th, the New York Post, citing U.S. Justice Department statistics, reported that more than 700 law enforcement officers were injured during the Antifa Black Lives Matter riots. There were at least 19 murders, including 77-year-old retired police officer David Dorn. Yet Democrats insist on applying a test of incitement to a Republican that they refuse to apply to themselves. I want the Democrats to raise their hands if they have ever given a speech that says, take back, fight for your country. Who hasn't used the words fight figuratively? And are we going to put every politician in jail? Are we gonna impeach every politician who has used the words fight figuratively in a speech? Shame. Shame on these angry, unhinged partisans who are putting forth this sham impeachment. 
deranged by their hatred of the former president. Shame on those who seek blame and revenge and who choose to pervert a constitutional process while doing so. I want this body on record. Every last person here. Is this how you think politics should be? Look, we've now got crazy partisans on the other side of the aisle trying to censor and remove two of the Republican senators for their political position. Now, look, I disagreed. I don't think Congress should overturn the Electoral College. But impeaching or censoring or expelling a member of Congress you disagree with? Is the truth so narrow that only you know the truth? We now have the media on your side saying there is only one set of facts, one set of truth, and you can only interpret it this way. Now we have seven senators on the other side trying to expel, censor, or impugn two senators on this side. And I defend them, not because I defend their position. I disagreed with their position. But you can't impeach, censor, expel people you disagree with. What's this coming to? In a few minutes, I will insist on a vote to affirm that this proceeding we are about to enter is unconstitutional, that impeachment of a private citizen is illegal and essentially a bill of attainder, and that no sense of fairness or due process would allow the judge in the proceeding to be a partisan Democrat already on favor of the impeachment. A sham, this is. A travesty. A dark blot on the history of our country. I urge my colleagues to reconsider this kangaroo court and move forward to debate the great issues of our day. With that, I'd like to uh, relinquish the last moment or two of my time to a senator from Wisconsin. Amen to Rand Paul doing a phenomenal job articulating it well. When we come back next hour, I'm going to break in to let you hear some of the statements made by the Democrats. Um, Rand Paul referred to them. I'm going to play some of them so you get an indication about exactly how violent and um, what do you call it, inciting they really are. If we're going to talk about incitement, uh, Rand Paul, speaking of the double standard, boy, spot on as it gets. Hour one in the can, hour two coming up. I am Sam Bushman. This is Liberty Roundtable Live, libertyroundtable.com, lovingliberty.net. We the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, can and will restore America. The question left is, are you going to help? We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. Broadcasting live. From atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, West. you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman, live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that it was refused to use, no doubt, continues now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for February the 9th, the year of our Lord, 2021. Hour two of two, and the goal always to promote God, family, and country, and to protect life, liberty, and property. So last hour, we talked about Fox News announced that they're going to hire Larry Kudlow. They're adding him to the lineup. That was the top economic advisor for Trump. You kind of got to go, whoa, the revolving door of the media and the Trump administration and all other government administrations are just, wow, it's shocking. Uh, Trump tries to attack the media, but then, hey, Kudlow and 
Um, McEnany and all these people come from the media and go back to the media, you know, after the government service there. The U.S. House provides no evidence, no witnesses. And now that Trump's out of office, they don't even have authority to impeach, but they're starting today at 1 o'clock. Facebook, believe it or not, was most used to promote and organize the events that took place at the Capitol on January 6th. But, of course, why isn't Facebook being tried for treason? Why isn't Facebook being called out for insurrection? The most important elements of the impeachment trial we talked about last hour, how it's going to work, et cetera, et cetera. But Senator Rand Paul accused Democrats of having a double standard when it, coming, when it comes to speech and the incitement of violence. No doubt about it. Senator Rand Paul says that this impeachment is the antithesis of unity. Amen to that reality check. And so uh, Rand Paul referred last hour, we played his speech before the Senate, and he talked about several Democrats that have really had some uh, hardcore rhetoric, to say the least. And we're going to play some of those sound bites so that you get a flavor of exactly what Rand Paul was referring to. Let's start with a flashback of when Kamala Harris joked about killing Donald Trump and Mike Pence. And you can say, oh, Sam, it's just a joke. Yeah, maybe. But can the vice president, Kamala Harris, before she's president, really make jokes like this? And that's fine. But President Trump can't say things like, let's peacefully and patriotically go to the Capitol. So that's the problem with this narrative. Now, you understand Kamala Harris has got a lot of problems. Number one, I mean, it's uh, pretty much evidence she slept her way to the top. Secondly, uh, in addition to all that, you say, you know what, Kamala Harris, she's got a lot of problems. Inciting of violence against the current sitting president at the time, Donald J. Trump. Here's the soundbite. If you had to be stuck in an elevator with either... Oh, by the way, she's on with Ellen. Let me set it up, I guess. She's on with Ellen. And Ellen asks her a question, and here's the response. Here's how it goes. President Trump, Mike Pence, or Jeff Sessions, who would it be? All right, let's, let's start over and get this right. Sorry about this, folks. If you had to be stuck in an elevator with either President Trump, Mike Pence, or Jeff Sessions, who would it be? Does one of us have to come out alive? <laughs> Wait a minute. Kamala Harris just said, does one of us have to come out alive? And then Ellen and others just go, <laughs> are you kidding me right now? Okay, this is unhinged. This is crazy. Okay. Now, you could say, well, she's just joking. But my response is, this is the lady that has communist ties. This is the lady that slept her way to the top. This is the lady now that's inciting violence against President Trump. Are we going to impeach Kamala about it? This is the lady, by the way, that's not even qualified to be president. I don't know if you know that, but she's sitting in the queue as vice president. Tiebreaker in the Senate right now. But she doesn't even have the credentials to be president. She's not even qualified. Neither of her parents were American when she was born. Okay? Uh, and this is where we had a problem with Barack Obama and him not being constitutionally qualified to serve as president. Kamala Harris has got the problem worse than Barack did. And I'll tell you why it's worse. You say, well, what do you mean worse, Sam? Well, we don't, we don't have the details on Barack. We struggled to get him. Donald promised to get him for us, but he never did, right? But on Kamala Harris, we do have the pay dirt. She's not constitutionally qualified to be president. All right. 
Now, if you don't think that that uh, Kamala Harris is bad enough, what about Senator Chuck Schumer's unhinged threatening of Supreme Court justices Gorsuch and Kavanaugh? Did you hear this soundbite? I want to tell you, Gorsuch. I want to tell you, Kavanaugh. You have released the whirlwind, and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions. You won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions? What is Chucky Baby talking about? Now, if you're Rand Paul and you hear phrases like, you won't know what hit you, Remember, Rand Paul's the senator that was mowing his lawn, and he got attacked by his neighbor. And he literally had part of his lung removed and his ribs cracked, and he was in the hospital, and he, okay, because he didn't know what hit him. This is the violence from the other side that Rand Paul has experienced two times. One time when he got beat up by his neighbor, when his neighbor literally assaulted him when he wasn't looking, a cheap shot to say the least. But he also knows it because of the the shooting that took place of Steve Scalise and others. Rand was there. So Rand Paul has experienced this. Now you got this flashback of Kamala Harris joking about violence, threatening literally President Trump, Mike Pence, and uh, what's his name from Alabama? Jeff Sessions, right? Now you got unhinged, whacked out Chuck Schumer directly threatening. Supreme Court Justices Gorsuch and Kavanaugh. Well, if that's not enough, what about Maxine Waters? Okay. She commits sedition, literally threatening violence against the whole Trump administration. Listen to this. And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out. Mr. President, we will see you every day, every hour of the day, everywhere that we are to let you know you cannot get away with this. Thank you so very much. Wait a minute. You're not welcome anywhere? Push back? Create a crowd? Doesn't matter where they are? And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant... Literally go to a restaurant, go to a department store, anywhere you are in public or wherever. At a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. You get out and you create a crowd? And you push back on them. You push back on them. What does that mean to push back on them? And you tell them they're not welcome. You tell them they're not welcome? Anymore. Anymore. Okay, we're going to bug you every hour, every minute of the day. This is insane rhetoric. So when you look at Kamala Harris joking about killing Trump and Pence and Sessions, Chuck Schumer threatening the Supreme Court justices, Maxine Waters literally committing sedition calls for violence against the complete Trump administration. Now they're trying to create domestic terrorism laws. Right? Imagine that.
they're trying to create domestic terrorism laws now because you and I are so violent, right? That they think they need to literally create these laws to stop the white supremacists and the Trump supporters. But these people are flat out violent. They're crazy violent, ladies and gentlemen. I don't even know how to respond to this kind of stuff. Okay? I'm not supporting one bit what any of these Democrats are saying or doing. And I don't know who is. Except for the unhinged Democrats that are going along with us. I don't know how to respond to it even. Because it's so over the top, so in your face, so inciting of violence. Now, let me be very clear indeed before we get to our next soundbite. All right? There are some Democrats and and some Republicans that are not unhinged. Rand Paul speaking out boldly to reject violence. I concur with him. Let's not pretend unity like Biden is doing while at the same time allowing all those around him to incite violence and not calling them out for it? That's a serious problem as well, Joe Biden. You preach peace and kindness and your vice president literally joking about killing the opposition? Some of your key people speaking out blatantly in your face bold? Yeah, this has got to stop. When we get back, I want to talk about Tulsi Gabbard. Do you know who she is? She's literally speaking out, saying, you know what? These domestic laws are a big problem. If we create all these proposed domestic terrorism laws, they will directly undermine the principle of freedom. Boy, howdy, will they? Tulsi's right as rain on that, folks. We come back, we'll play her tidbit. She speaks out boldly, and in my humble opinion, quite eloquently about the problems. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. I'm Sam Bushman. Hard-hitting talk always on your radio, huh? As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new constitution in 1787, the nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. Today, the nation stands at a crossroads. A divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. That miracle is again the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. In my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series, I bring forth truths that will help raise up a new generation of statesmen like those noble Americans who founded this land. Vigorous application of these principles will invigorate and restore the nation, and we may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected, and happiest nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com to begin that restoration. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? 
Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually, gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into Mommy and Daddy's bank account, because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Yeah, some cooler heads prevail, thank heavens. Tulsi Gabbard saying, hey, you know what? A lot of these domestic terrorism laws, they're going to really violate liberty and freedom. You know who Tulsi is? She's from Hawaii. She ran for president, right? I wish uh, we had a cooler head like her rather than a whacked out Joe who on one hand preaches unity but yet lets his unhinged counterparts like his vice president threaten members of the former United States president and vice president. And Wow. All right, here's Tulsi. She's right as rain. Former Congresswoman Tulsi Gabbard from Hawaii, Democrat, joins us now. Congresswoman, great to see you. Uh, I know you've just you been too, out Brian. of the job for a week or two. Are you surprised at pushing forward with this uh, extra surveillance on would-be domestic terror? Uh, it's so dangerous. You know, as you guys have been talking about, this is an issue that all Democrats, Republicans, independents, libertarians should be extremely concerned about, uh, especially because we don't have to guess about where this goes or how this ends. When you have people like former CIA director John Brennan openly talking about how he's spoken with um, or heard from appointees and nominees in the Biden administration who are already starting to look across our country uh, for these types of movements similar to the insurgencies they've seen overseas that, in his words, he says, make up this unholy alliance of religious extremists, uh, racists, bigots. Uh, he lists a few others and adds at the end even libertarians. Now, religious extremists at the top of the list, if you haven't noticed. And I've told you forever, they use all these other faux fault lines or whatever, fake fault lines, a male, female, black, white, everything else. Really, their goal is to eventually divide Christian and non-Christian. Are you a believer in Christ or are you not? Will you defend Christ or will you not? That's where they're headed, folks. Tulsi Gabbard continues. So when you look at their process and they start looking at, okay, how do, what characteristics right. are we looking for as we're building this profile of a potential extremist, uh, what are we talking about? A religious extremist. Are we talking about uh, Christians, evangelical Christians? What is, an, what is a religious extremist? Is it somebody who's pro-life? I mean, what, where, do you, where do you take this? Uh, you start looking at, okay, well, obviously you have to be a white person, obviously likely male, libertarians, well, if anybody who loves freedom, liberty, maybe has an American flag outside their house, or uh, people who, you know, attended a Trump rally. Uh, once you start walking this down the path, you see where it leads. 
to a very dangerous undermining of our civil liberties, mm -hmm. our freedoms in our Constitution, and a targeting of almost half of the country. Ewan Omar says this. Uh, now, uh, by the way, Tulsi is right, except for she made a little mistake there. She talks about civil liberties. Ladies and gentlemen, there's no such thing as civil liberties. That's where the government grants you a privilege, pretends that it's a liberty, but whatever they can grant, they can take away. Never forget that. Liberties come from God. Rights come from God. Privileges at the whim of those who are in power come from government. Understand? Good. Now, Omar, this whacked-out extremist America-hating representatives speaks out. Listen to what this is. Um, we already have laws in the book, sorry, but you are just going to have to learn to apply them. The other thing I thought was interesting, uh, Congresswoman, I don't see any FBI demanding more tools. They feel they got no. the tools. These are, these are uh, congressional leaders or members who feel as though they're so, uh, uh, they're so freaked out by Trump supporters, they still can't understand why anyone would support him. They want to get to the bottom of it. And do you think the whole deprogramming of Trump supporters, this new buzzword among uh, detractors and Democrats, has anything to do with this? Uh, yeah, I, I think it does very directly. I, I think just on the FBI front, I read a great op-ed this morning from a former FBI agent who made a very strong case for why this new uh, domestic terror law introduced by Adam Schiff is wrong and and is is directly going to undermine our, our constitutional rights and freedoms. Um, this whole effort, whether you're talking about this bill or people saying that we have to deprogram these these Trump cultists and people who voted for Trump because they've been radicalized, all of this just goes to further mm -hmm. tear our country apart. And it moves towards the thing Joe Biden said in his inauguration speech that that he shouldn't happen, which is a dehumanization right. of your opponent. And that's where his voice is so necessary right now. He is right. the president of this country. He delivered this speech, his voice, himself, speaking to the American people. He needs to denounce people like John Brennan and their statements, bills like the one Adam Schiff put forward, and truly speak to the American people about how we must come right. together around you know, the Constitution, around our Bill of Rights, around these rights that have been endowed to us by our Creator. If he had your leadership ability, he would do it. Maybe he still will. Uh, that's why she ran for president. Congresswoman Tulsi Gabbard, thanks so much. Thank you, Brian. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, so she's appealing to President Joe Biden, if you can call him president, and saying, you know what? Uh, we need his leadership. We need his... I agree. President Biden, if you can call him that, has literally said we got to stop the violence. We got to stop the divide. We got to unify. We got to not dehumanize the debate or the discussion or the opponent. I agree with Biden's rhetoric. The problem with Biden's rhetoric is it reminds me of the <clears throat> Martin Luther King Jr. rhetoric. First off, his name is not even Martin Luther, his name is Michael, okay? But secondly, though, uh, Martin would speak great words, or Michael, whatever. King would speak great words. Hey, I want to judge a man by the content of his character. Let's have no violence. Let's have peace. Let's... But then violence would break out wherever he went. And this is kind of where I'm thinking Joe Biden's similar. You know, Joe's speaking the right things in some ways. But you know what? Where is he to stop his vice president? You know, you know what? Flashback when Kamala Harris joked about Camilla, or killing Trump and Pence, right? What about that? What about Chuck Schumer? 
Was he denounced by Joe? Was Kamala denounced by Joe? Was Maxine Waters denounced by Joe? So see, Joe's saying some of the right things, and I appreciate that. I agree with Tulsi. But what's interesting is Tulsi Gabbard, Rand Paul, and Joe Biden are all kind of saying the same thing. But how come we can't make any headway? And the answer is because these domestic proposed terrorism laws are directly undermining freedom. That's what they want to promote. Right now, I don't know if you know this, but Black Lives Matter and Antifa just marched in Washington, D.C. a couple of weeks ago. It was after the sixth event. But when they marched in D.C., they threatened to burn down Washington. Did you hear this from your mainstream press? I don't think so. But literally, BLM and Antifa march in D.C. threatened to burn down Washington. All right. Did you speak out against that, Joe? Well, I am right now. Okay, I spoke out against it. And I will continue to speak out against it. Because it's wrong. All right, that's what Rand Paul's talking about. That's what Tulsi Gabbard's talking about. You can say, well, Sam, you're just into the partisan Republican line. No, I'm not. I'm telling you that Joe's statements are right. He's a Democrat. Right? Burn it down, Antifa says. We're talking about this Black History Month. Right? Threats to burn it down chanted. BLM leader threatens to burn the White House down. Wow. Biden supporters threaten to burn down D.C. Antifa and BLM marched through D.C. chanting, burn it down. Whoa. What do you think of that, ladies and gentlemen? Is anybody speaking of that rhetoric? Those are the people that supports Joe. Protest leaders, by the way, when they threatened to burn it down, delivered lectures about race, black and indigenous lives to diners and restaurants, etc. Getting in your face, rioters' words loom large for senators set to weigh Trump's role in the attack. Wow. That's weird stuff, isn't it, folks? But that's what you see. Now, the debate gets even more strange, folks. Yeah. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, she's the one that lied and said she was so, so fearful for her life when the Trump supporters stormed the Capitol. And I debate that it was Trump supporters in the first place. It was people who want to ratchet up hate and violence and everything else. Primarily over the last four years, you've seen way more of it from Antifa and Black Lives Matter and rioters in the streets supporting the Democrats than the Republicans. But never mind. Projection is all the rage. But uh, Ocasio-Cortez literally said, hey, I was so scared when they rioted the Capitol. She wasn't even in the building. She lied. But she made also another outrageous claim against the Texas senator, Mr. Ted Cruz. She said Ted Cruz tried to kill her. Pursuing liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio.
USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Senate leadership announced on Monday that they have reached a deal in the framework for former President Trump's impeachment trial, which will start on Tuesday. All parties have agreed to a structure that will ensure a fair and honest Senate impeachment trial of the former president. The timeline would allow the trial to wrap up as early as next week if both sides agree not to call witnesses. Now with the news that Congress is considering lowering the income eligibility threshold for the third round of stimulus payments from $75,000 to $50,000 for individuals and from $150,000 for married couples to $100,000, some are calling it an attack on the middle class. Major League Baseball and the MLB Union reached an agreement Monday night on health and safety protocols that will cover the 2021 spring training and the regular season. Spring training is scheduled to begin February 17th. USA Radio News. We've all heard it. Eat healthy. But what does eating healthy mean? Sure, there are countless diets out there, but they contradict each other. Yet all experts agree we should eat a diet rich in fruits and vegetables. Whole fruits and vegetables are the perfect fuel to power the cells in your body, giving you the stamina you need to handle your day-to-day activities. And that's what Balance of Nature is. Whole fruits and vegetables delivered to you in a convenient capsule form for only 22 cents a serving. Our proprietary blend has no additives or fillers, just the full nutritional value of a variety of 31 different fruits and vegetables. Balance of Nature provides you with a natural energy boost without a caffeine crash, a 3 o'clock slump, or an early bedtime. Experience the Balance of Nature difference for yourself by going to balanceofnature.com or by calling 1-800-246-8751 and use discount code USA. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell announced recently that football stadiums could be used for COVID-19 vaccine inoculation centers. One such stadium is already doing so. USA Radio News' Tim Berg explains. On Monday, President Biden and Vice President Harris got a virtual tour of a coronavirus vaccination center at a stadium in Glendale, Arizona. State Farm Stadium is the first 24-7 vaccination site in Arizona. We are averaging between 8,000 and 9,000 vaccines per day. The virtual tour being conducted by Dr. Kara Christ, director of the Arizona Department of Health Services. State Farm Stadium is host of the Arizona Cardinals NFL team. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. Approximately 10% of the U.S. population has been vaccinated so far. Texas Republican Representative Ron Wright died Sunday, about two weeks after contracting COVID-19. The first sitting member of Congress to die of the virus, Wright had been undergoing treatment for cancer for years. USA Radio News. So Ocasio-Cortez literally lied, made you believe she was in the Capitol building when it got, quote, raided or whatever you want to call the thing. And she told you that she feared for her life and told these big old whopper, dishonest, fake news stories. Anyway, she got caught at it. Nobody cares, though, is the problem. When Democrats lie and do this, nobody cares. When the Republicans do it, it's absolutely meltdown. Uh, I disagree with any of them doing it, by the way. But nevertheless, um, she lied. No one cares about that, but now she's making outrageous statements against another senator. AOC basically said, I'm happy to work with the Republicans on this issue where there's common ground, but you, speaking to Ted Cruz, almost had me murdered. 
three weeks ago, so you can sit this one out, Ocasio-Cortez said. Happy to work with almost any other GP, or I'm, I'm sorry, um, GOP senator or anybody else that aren't trying to get me killed, she went on. Now, then she was attacked by a lot of people for saying, wait, you can't say that kind of stuff. Okay. Ted Cruz didn't try to kill you. That's absurd. Well, she doubles down and continues her dishonest fake news lie. But, of course, the media doesn't call her out on it. She's the darling of the press, don't you know? She even gets on the press and says, old men Republicans are just fascinated with me. They're just in love with me is her kind of idea. But you know what? We're not. We just think she triggers a lot of people with a lot of dishonest statements that we feel like we need to call her out on. We're not in love with her by any stretch of the imagination. In fact, I think she's a socialist tramp, personally. And you know what? I'm entitled to my opinion. And you would say, Sam, don't say that about it. That's not very kind. You know what? When you lie and blatantly, dishonestly attack another like she's doing, it's wrong. And now she's doubling down on this lie that Ted Cruz tried to kill her. And she says this. AOC says she will not apologize for saying that Republican Texas Senator Ted Cruz almost got her murdered during the January 6th Capitol riot. What do you think of that? What do you think of that? Okay, she will not apologize for saying that said Ted Cruz almost got her murdered. I don't I don't get it. But nobody's attacking her for her refusal to apologize. So, you know what? I, I'm going to defend, in my opinion, AOC, the socialist tramp for a second. And I'm not defending her because I think she's right. I think she's wrong as could be in her insistence that, that um, Ted Cruz tried to have her killed and in her lie that she was so threatened at the Capitol when she wasn't even there. Okay, I want to take issue with those fake news lies from her. But the reason that I call her a socialist tramp, I mean, she went from bartender to pretending she's got the moral high ground here. Right now, you can say, Sam, don't use that rhetoric. That's not very kind. And I, I am for civility, ladies and gentlemen. I am. But at the same time, I think you've got to call a spade a spade a little bit. Right? You've got to be bold and direct enough to really highlight. She won't apologize for saying that another senator got almost got her murdered. Okay, I, I got a problem with this. Okay, and nobody else is calling her out on this. But she's lying. She's dishonest. And she's unfairly promoting this. Ted Cruz didn't almost have her killed at the riots. She wasn't even in the building where it happened, first of all. Secondly, what did Ted Cruz do? Remember that we're saying Donald Trump's rhetoric was the problem. But now it's Ted Cruz's rhetoric. Why? Because Ted Cruz led the charge to say, we want to get to the bottom of the impeachment thing. I'm sorry. We want to get to the bottom of the vote fraud thing. And so she's kind of saying, since you were doing that, you almost got me killed. But you look at the unhit statements from Maxine Waters, Chuck Schumer, Kamala Harris. 
And then you look at Tulsi Gabbard saying, let's settle this down a little bit. Joe Biden's right. BLM and Antifa march in D.C. Threaten to burn down Washington. And Ocasio-Cortez is still telling you that, I, man, I, I felt threatened in the Capitol when they came in. She wasn't even there. Now she won't apologize for saying that a senator literally threatened, you know, literally almost had her murdered. I don't even know really how to respond to this stuff, ladies and gentlemen, because it's just so hostile, so dishonest, so immoral, what she's saying. Right? How do you handle that kind of stuff? What can you do to stop Ocasio-Cortez? The media doesn't seem to care, do they? Think about it. Is the media saying anything about it? How can they just let this go and not speak out against it? Like they should be speaking out against it. Ocasio-Cortez is out of control. Right? Now, what if you just type in AOC to Google? I'm going to do this. I'm in Chrome. A-O-C. Three letters. And I want to tell you what comes up, okay? A Wikipedia about her. Her official campaign website. AOC proposes funding to deprogram white supremacists. New York Post. Official AOC shop, so let her make some cash. Who is she on her rise to power? What planet is she on, Politico? What's really vulgar is AOC's fake outrage. AOC on Capitol riots. Members were nearly assassinated. CNN. Because this is the stuff I'm talking about, folks. This kind of rhetoric. Think about that for a minute, folks. She's literally saying, hey, I won't apologize for saying Ted Cruz almost had me killed. And now, blatantly, CNN peddles the Ocasio-Cortez porn. AOC on Capitol riots. Members were nearly assassinated and guess who's got the article Uh, CNN wow do you know how to respond to this at all folks this is so over the top but we're going to go ahead and say that Donald Trump's language was inappropriate therefore he needs to be what Impeached. He needs to be removed from office, by golly. Wait a minute. He's not even there. They told you he wouldn't peacefully leave. All right. They said that he wouldn't peacefully leave. Well, they lied. He did peacefully leave. But I got a question. Does Ocasio-Cortez saying during Capitol riots, members were assassinated. Ted Cruz, you almost had me killed. None of those things are true, but if you say that, 
Might that anger people? Right? Now, AOC says many congressional members nearly escaped death. What? Did she make up the danger? And Snopes is doubling down to back Ocasio-Cortez's lies as much as they can. Snopes even got caught lying about what she said. Or, you know, kind of trying to defend or say it's partially true and da-da-da. Only to get caught as the story of Ocasio-Cortez literally crumbles. You want to know why it crumbles? Because it's not true. Right? What do you think about this? Now, the attack on Marjorie Taylor Greene is serious. She has a heated exchange with a CNN reporter trying to defend herself. AOC on Capitol riots. What do you think about this? I don't know how to respond to this. Because who's going to stop? Ocasio-Cortez, she described this on Instagram Live. What happened during the Capitol riots on January 6th. But ladies and gentlemen, how would she know? She wasn't even there. How come somebody's not uh, pushing to create accountability for whacked out Congressman AOC, huh? Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's gonna do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans, who are they? Democrats, who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places 
is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. Ladies and gentlemen, why is Ocasio-Cortez not in serious trouble for her lies about the Capitol, for her inciting violence and making everything extreme as it can possibly be? Suggestion that Ted Cruz literally almost got her killed. And by saying things like, hey, members almost got assassinated. Listen to this. Many members of the House were nearly assassinated. Um, it's just not an exaggeration to say that at all. What? I had a pretty traumatizing event happen to me. Um, and I do not know if I can even disclose the full details of that event due to security concerns. But I can tell you that I had a very close encounter where I thought I was going to die. Because there were QAnon and white supremacist sympathizers and frankly white supremacist members of Congress um, in that extraction point who I know and who I had felt would disclose my location. integrity, any shred of integrity about their claims, their lies really, but their claims about this election, they would take off their their pin and turn it in. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't even know how to respond to that rhetoric. It is as dishonest as it gets, right? She wasn't at the Capitol when it all went down. She can't make claims like that, but she did. And she is. And when called on the carpet by multiple senators and congressmen and everybody else, she doubles down. Now, I said I got to give her a little bit of credit and defend her a little bit. I'm not defending her views one bit, but I will defend her in her guts. All the Republicans cave meltdown, apologize, scrape and bow down and bend into the dirt and everything else whenever they get called out on something. But she doubles down and says, I will not apologize. I'm not overstating it. Members were nearly assassinated. CNN peddles the porn. CNN with the headline, AOC on Capitol riots. Members were nearly assassinated. Is that irresponsible reporting to say the least? I mean, can she even say this in good faith and yet nobody seems to be bugging her about it at all? Many members of the House were nearly assassinated. What? 
Is anybody else in the mainstream press saying this kind of stuff? No. Um, it's just not an exaggeration to say that at all. It's not an exaggeration to say that at all, ladies and gentlemen. And then when she's called on the carpet for that kind of abuse in rhetoric, she doubles down. Says, I'm not going to apologize. I'm right. Now, sadly, the Republicans and conservatives, whenever they get called on the carpet for anything, they melt down. They back away. They, they panic. But she's turning this into a racial discussion. She's saying, hey, man, white supremacists caused all this, right? And she's literally bre- blaming this on white supremacists and terrorists, right? I don't even know how to respond to this. Right? I mean, doesn't she literally say that it was white supremacists? She even said members of Congress are white supremacists. Listen, here's the statement again. Many members of the House were nearly assassinated. Um, It's just not an exaggeration to say that at all. A pretty traumatizing event happened to me. Um, I disclosed the full details of that event due to security concerns. Okay, we got security concerns now where she can't even tell you about her experience. But I can tell you that I had a very close encounter where I thought I was going to die. There were QAnon and white supremacist sympathizers and, frankly, white supremacist members of Congress um, in that extraction point who I know. and All right. So white supremacist members of Congress. Okay. Now, I don't know if you know this, but along with that agenda from Ocasio-Cortez, where no one's speaking out about this, is she inciting violence, though? in my opinion, to blame innocent people like she's doing and to ratchet up the rhetoric to where you guys tried to assassinate people and you guys, ladies and gentlemen, is there anybody out of the 200 people supposedly that have been arrested over this? So out of literally hundreds of thousands, 200 people did wrong, went into the Capitol. How many of them really committed violence and or destroyed property? I don't know. But nevertheless, are there allegations of they tried to assassinate a bunch of people and how many people, even if there were a few people that threatened somebody's life, did they do so more than Maxine Waters threatened? Maxine Waters commits sedition calls for violence against the Trump administration. How about more than unhinged Chuck Schumer threatening the Supreme court justices? How about more so than when Kamala Harris joked about killing president Donald Trump, Mike president, Mike or vice president, Mike Pence. And Jeff Sessions? How about BLM marching in D.C.? Threatened to burn down Washington. And AOC says, I won't apologize for saying that uh, Ted Cruz almost had me killed. Almost had me murdered. And now she's saying, you know, talking about assassination, then she links it to white supremacy? Well, now they're attacking Tom Brady on a similar idea. Listen up. Tom Brady's accomplishment, by the way, has earned him the title of the greatest quarterback of all time. But now he's called racist for winning the Super Bowl during Black History Month. I kid you not.
So poor Tom can't even play football in peace. Can't even deliver the best performance in football he can. His seventh what win? When we should be going, you know what? What a wonderful American hero. Good for him. Hard work pays off. Da 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 da. What a nice gentleman, etc. No, what we're going to say is, hey, he's a white supremacist. He's a racist because he won the Super Bowl, by golly, during Black History Month. How dare you, Tom? What on earth are we going to? Right? I don't even know how to respond to a lot of this. But now a Utah school backtracks on Black History Month. Yeah, I guess um, a nearly all-white school in Utah allowed parents to opt out of the lessons um, relating to Black History Month. Okay? And now they're saying you can't do that. Okay? Um, a mostly white, they say, elementary school in Utah drew furious backlash after allowing parents to opt out of Black History Month lessons. As a result, they say, the Montessori Academy has backtracked on its decision. Reports USA Today, the controversy began last week when the school's director, um, what happened was parents complained about the curriculum. All right, and they talked about Japanese internment camps, they talked about black history, they talked about, and a lot of parents were not comfortable with the way that it was being taught. Um, anyway, a lot of parents said, we want to pull our kids out. So they reluctantly allowed the kids to opt out based on the parents' requests. Well, now they got a bunch of backlash. Now the school reverses the decision. Yeah. Headline says school backtracks on Black History Month move. Nearly all white school in Utah allows parents to opt out of the lessons. Now, here's the problem with the government schools. Are you allowed to opt out as a parent? Well, the debate rages on. Not during Black History Month, you're not, ladies and gentlemen. And this is why I really plead with people to get their kids out of the government schools immediately. So, Ocasio-Cortez, literally promoting race card, black supremacists. I'm sorry, white supremacists did all this. Almost assassinated, killed everybody. Now poor Tom Brady can't even play football without being a racist because he dared to win Super Bowl during Black History Month. And now a school in Utah backtracks on Black History Month, nearly all-white school, so they're going to you know, play the nearly all-white card and play games. And It's not that the parents have a problem with the way it's being taught. It's that parents are white supremacists, don't you know? They're racists. They shouldn't be taking their kids out. The school reluctantly went along and that was a mistake, and now the school's reversing their action. Rather than discussing why did the parents want their children taken out, well, because of the way they deal with Black History Month. You know, white kids have to wear a collar to learn what it's like to be a slave, or and so on. 
white kids have to, you know, affirm a document saying I'm a racist and I've got white privilege and I can't help it and I'm going to disavow white privilege or whatever. It's the way that it's being taught that the parents have a problem with. It's not that the parents are racist at all. While that's going on, the final story of the hour, new jobless numbers suggest progress towards recovery has stalled. $15 minimum wage could cost 1.4 million jobs. Those are the two final headlines. Well, I got one more, I guess, just to toss in racism. Award show says Wallen is now ineligible. The NAACP wants to speak to the country star about his views regarding the racial slur. There you go. So I'm not defending what this country star said, but I am defending his right to say it. Folks, Morgan Wallen. Everybody's getting attacked one at a time. Okay, this is a serious problem. The NAACP wants to talk to him. I want to talk to the NAACP on the air. Are they going to talk to me? Huh. What a sad tale to tell, I can tell you that now. The poor country star. Now, I'm not... He was drinking, and he certainly didn't say the right things. But do we melt him down and ruin his life? Or do we just let AOC continue with their lies? But Morgan Wallen's got to be completely shut down from life 100%. Ladies and gentlemen, the double standard is off the charts. God save the republic. LovingLiberty.net.